this morning. I'm telling you, uh, even there you could see that early in the morning. She's talking about getting close to Christ early in our relationship with him, young at age. Tremendous song. Well, I have a friend that's going to come up. Shona, come on up, will you? Shona's going to come up and share a thought with us. Uh, open your hearts to her and see what, see what God has to say to us, okay? And we're praying for you, honey. <laughs> this is not my thing. Yes. <laughs> However, when a pastor asks you to do something, how do you say no? No. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, several weeks ago, on his way to the pulpit, Pastor Floyd walked by me and said in a quiet voice, I need to see you after church for a minute. <laughs> I leaned over to my sister-in-law, Carolyn, and said, Am I in trouble already? <laughs> no. After the service, I tracked down Pastor Floyd, and in his no-nonsense, straightforward way, said, So what do you want to do here? I, I thought to myself, I just want to attend church on Sunday. <laughs> then it occurred to me, that he was referring to the transfer paper that I filled out listing the committees I had served on at LaPorte Methodist. I answered that I'm not very musically talented and I don't want to read scriptures. So after some thought, I said, since you are starting the I Am series, my former pastor, Pastor Luigi, asked those of us serving on the worship committee to choose one and give a three to five minute talk on what the I am means to you and how it relates to your life. So I grabbed the I am the good shepherd because I thought it would be the easiest. <laughs> <laughs> and actually, it really turned out to be the perfect one for me. So I uh, gave my paper to Pastor Floyd to look over and get his approval. And he said, oh, you must share this. So here it is. Okay, good. Okay. John 10, verse 14. I am the good shepherd. I know my sheep, and my sheep know me. Mm -hmm. All or most of us are familiar with that favorite and popular 23rd Psalm, The Lord is my shepherd. I would like to, as briefly as I can, explain how Jesus has been my good shepherd. Mm. The fourth line of the psalm reads, He leadeth me beside still waters. It was June 1970. I was 20 years old, a newlywed. My husband Jim was 22 and had just graduated from college. Along with his diploma, he received a draft notice mm. to join the United States Army. The Vietnam War was escalating, and he drew the number nine. In two months, he would be leaving for Fort Campbell. The night before he was to leave, needless to say, was a sleepless and restless one for me. I got up and went into our very tiny living room as we were living in the upstairs of an old house that had been converted into two apartments. And I lay down on the sofa and began talking to God in a very soft voice. I prayed for the war to end. I prayed for the safety of all the soldiers. 
but mostly I prayed for the safe return of my husband. I couldn't bear the thought of him not coming back. Tears streamed down my face. My heart was pounding. My stomach was in knots. Then suddenly, I felt this wave of warmth. It washed over my body, starting at the top of my head, traveling all the way down to my knees and my toes. At the same time, I felt a sense of peace like I have never, ever known before. My tears ceased, a smile crossed my face, and I knew without a doubt that everything was going to be all right. I felt the Good Shepherd's presence. Mm. I felt his assurance. It was undeniable. Four weeks later, Jim was medically discharged. With Mm. the dislocated shoulder he sustained while running the obstacle course. Fast forward 16 years. The year is 1986. I am the mother of two children, Craig, who is 10, Emily, who is 7. It's December. I had the Christmas shopping done early, the presents wrapped, letters written to my children, and provisions made for them while I was hospitalized at the Cleveland Clinic. My physician wouldn't use the cancer word. He just said that they would know more once they removed the large tumor on my left ovary. The night before the morning I was to pack, pack up, and head into Cleveland was very reminiscent of that night before Jim left for the service. Only this time, it was I that was leaving and I was leaving behind my two precious children. As I laid in bed, praying not so much for myself, but for the care of Craig and Emily and my husband Jim, if the news was devastating. Once again, my prayers were heard. Only this time, I felt my dear grandmother's hand touch me. Not only did I feel her hand, but I heard her say, It will be all right. Mm -hmm. He leadeth me beside the still waters. After five hours or so of surgery, it was not cancer. It was a severe case of endometriosis. Mm -hmm. I am the good shepherd. I know my sheep, and my sheep know me. The seventh line of the 23rd Psalm reads, Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death. My interpretation of this line means that point in time in one's life when things appear to be hopeless. When your world has become shattered and riddled with heartache and disappointments. When you don't know where or who to turn to. I was in that valley when I learned that my mother was terminally ill with ovarian cancer. My father was in denial and only found refuge in alcohol. Mm. And my marriage of 34 years was in the process of being terminated. Mm. I felt that I had to be the rock for my mother, the adult parent to my father, and I had no one to lean on. It was the most difficult time of my life, and yet this was the time in which I grew 
as a person emotionally and spiritually. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, thou art with me. He was with me as he brought people and friends into my life that I never knew I had. Childhood friends and friends from high school that I had lost touch with called me and said, Shona, you have been on my mind so much that I just had to call you. I discovered a strong bond among my dear friends that met once a week for a Bible study that evolved into more of a support group as I learned others were also suffering. We called ourselves the Steel Magnolias. I received cards and letters regularly from these friends as well as from my colleagues at school. There were other ways in which my good shepherd intervened. One morning in particular, I was extremely upset and thoughts crept into my mind that perhaps a semi will slam into me and all of this will be over. The sun was shining, there was a heavy dew on the grass, and I was going, as I was going to school very early, something told me to look towards the right through my windshield. I did, and there was this beautiful rainbow. Mm-hmm. I took it as his sign mm-hmm. that he was slowly and painstakingly walking me through my valley. His rod and his staff nudging me and guiding me all the way to greener pastures. In closing, I would like to share something Max Lucado wrote, and I quote, If you have a shepherd, then you have a God who hears you. The power of love behind you, the Holy Spirit within you, and all of heaven ahead of you. If you have the shepherd, you have grace for every sin, direction for every turn, a candle for every corner, and an anchor for Mm -hmm. every storm. Mm -hmm. You have everything you need. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Shona. Thank you so much. Thank you, Lord, for that. Amen. Thank you, Shona, so much. I know that was a hard thing to do, but I'm glad you, I'm glad you went through with it because it touched our hearts. I want to just look at that uh, scripture real quick this morning. Let's look at this and just see if we can't go get something out of it even more than what we already heard. Um, it goes like this. I am the good shepherd, and the good shepherd puts the sheep before himself sacrifices himself even if necessary my friends this is the word of God for all of his people yeah praise God Um, I like that whole thing that Jesus stands up to everybody around him and he says by the way I am the good shepherd and 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 if you if you're digesting God's word at all you look at that and say answer the questions who what when where and how how and you go into this whole realm of, if he's the good shepherd, does that mean there's a bad shepherd? Right? That's what we should be asking ourselves. If he's the good shepherd, then who is the bad shepherd? 
And he tells us in chapter 10, verse 10, the bad shepherd is the wolf who comes to steal and to rob and to take us away. Hmm. He stands up boldly and says, I am the good shepherd, and he paints a picture that's just unbelievable. Um, uh, in our day and age, um, we need that picture that Shona just gave us. As I looked at that, I thought to myself, she would be the first point of anything that I had to say. And she painted a great picture using Psalm 23 as, as Jesus being the good shepherd. Um, for us today, if, if you didn't hear it, 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 it should be in our hearts. Oh, oh, oh my, I don't need anything. The last spot there. I don't need anything because I have this good shepherd. Now think about that. In this world that we live in today with all the insecurities that are going on. You know, we, we often talk about the adult insecurities, but I think about the young people. They just had their uh, eighth grade, um, what was it? Formal. And there's rumors that there was a dance had. Can you imagine? A d- she's dancing already. Callie. There's a rumor. And boys, boys were involved? Oh, boy. Insecurities. These kids, these kids today have so many... I mean, they were in, insecurities were rampant before, but now it's just a little bit worse. Toby went too, didn't he? That was really good to see him there. And, uh, and all the other folks that went. I hope they had a great time. But uh, insecurities today do not just stay with the young people. Even f- people of older age, middle age, wherever you're at... We are flooded with insecurities and we need to grab a hold of this fact, this picture that Shona just painted for us, that no matter what we're going through, the Good Shepherd is with us. We need to hang on to that and grab a hold of it. Because I I think when Jesus stood there and said, I am the Good Shepherd, he says, um, he said, I want you to know what that means. When I say that um, in his heart, he says to, to us, I am the good shepherd, so that means that I have some priorities that I want to share with you. And, he, and he, John chapter 10, you have to read the, the chapter. It's just excellent. Um, 6, 7, and 8, and 9 are really powerful too. Matter of fact, all of John's really good. Isn't it? <laughs> uh, uh, but here in, in chapter 10, he, he paints this picture of, of the gatekeeper in the first six verses. He says, you know, there, if, if you remember saying it to you last week, let me share it again with you, that um, when the shepherds came into town, they would have a place that they could take their sheep. Every shepherd would take their sheep to this place. Um, and there would be a gatekeeper there that would let that shepherd and his sheep in there. And then whenever it came time for that shepherd to take his sheep out, he would go in there uh, through that gatekeeper uh, and, and go in there and, and talk to all of his sheep. Now, there's probably hundreds of sheep in there, and he's only going in to get 10 or 15 of them. He's going in, and then he's talking to his sheep, and he's saying, okay, guys, come on. Come on, Ray, Roy Mennell. I don't know if you know Roy Mennell or not, but he used to have some cows that listened to him. They were crazy. I, I, you know, they would be way out in the field, and he'd go out there and yell, and they'd start coming. I thought, geez, my kids don't even come when I yell. <laughs> it's a, an amazing thought that Jesus would, or the shepherd would go in there and Jesus is saying, um, I'm, I'm that good shepherd that knows the sheep. And that shepherd would walk out of there not with 
not with any sheep that wasn't his. And the gatekeeper didn't know that. He just knew that the shepherd put him in there and he came to get him and take him back out and they would follow that shepherd. Nobody else would follow it, but his sheep would follow him. The great thing for you and I to understand when he looks at us and says, I am the good shepherd, his priority is that he knows us by name. He knows us by name. I, I just think that is the most powerful thing in the world. If you and I could grab a hold of that in our hearts right now, today, to understand that when we hear, Jonah said she heard the shepherd talk to her. When we hear him talk, it changes our lives. It floods us with an un, unbelievable um, peace that uh, the insecurities of our life cannot stand up to. Knowing, knowing our name, Jesus does. I can't get Vicky's name right. It's crazy, isn't it? I had this friend, Earl Campbell. Um, he was a high school teacher at Jackson Township. And we had a retreat one time with 180 people. And he knew about 50 of them from Jackson Township School. The rest of them came from all over in northeastern Ohio, and we had this great big retreat. And um, I knew he had this talent, so I, uh, the very first thing we did, we had an um, uh, uh, icebreaker, and um, everybody, all 180 of them, we stood up, and he went around, and all they did was tell him their name. They had to tell him the, their real name uh, or the name they went by, you know, like Billy instead of William. They had to tell him his real name, 180 of them. And then we had another person go behind and they told him that name. At the end of the retreat, three days later, at the end of the retreat, we had the 180 people stand up again. There was a little bit more because people came in. But there was a little bit, all 180 of them, and he went around, he went around in the next half hour and told everybody their name. And the other person, I don't want to mention his name, <clears throat> The other person knew perhaps 18 of them. Yeah, he did. And he got a couple of them wrong. Even today, I will look at my son and say, say, Guy, what are you doing? And Guy's my brother. When they were little, I would look at him and I'd say, Hey, Sean, come here. And Shannon turned around and she said, Dad, I'm the girl. I said, Okay. Jesus, as our shepherd, knows us. Why is that important? He knows us by name. Because that's where the nurturing happens for our insecurities. That's where the protection happens for our insecurities. Amen? To know that he knows us so much that he knows our name is unbelievable. For you and I to grab a hold of that would change our world, would change the way we pray. Uh, has anybody been watching the first 15 minutes of the videos at home? I have a, a video today called uh, Breakfast with Jesus. You need to watch it two or three times and see um, the meaning behind it. The meaning behind it. If we, if we knew and completely believed that Jesus knows us so well, he calls me by my name, it would change the way we approach him in our prayer time. My friends... Not only do we have a picture whenever he says, not, 
uh, that he is the good shepherd. And not only do we have priorities lined out, but the last thing I want to share with you is the power um, of this good shepherd. And it's in verse 17 and 18 of chapter, chapter 10. It goes like this. This is why my father loves me, because I freely lay down my life. And so I'm free to take it up again. No one takes my life from me. I lay it down on my own free will. I have the right to lay it down. I also have the right to take it up again. I received this authority personally from my Father to come and be your Savior. My goodness. The cross, you know, we, we're just finishing up next week, this Lenten season. And the cross is the focal point. And, and we always get confused about the cross. Who, who put Jesus there? The Romans, the political leadership of that time. No, it was the religious leadership. It was the Pharisees. It was the scribes. It was, it was all these people. No, it was the nails that kept him up there. We ponder all these questions, don't we? But the reality of it is, is Jesus. We, you know, we even try to blame ourselves. He's, the reason he's up there is because of me. I'm sorry, friends. The reason he's up there is because he wants to be there. That's the power that he comes. I remember, I remember in Matthew, his account, whenever they arrested Jesus in the garden, and um, Peter, you know, lopped off that ear, and uh, Jesus said, oh, Peter, quit fooling around with that. Don't you think if I wanted to, I could get 12 legions here? God would, and even more, I could take care of this whole thing. But it's better not to do that, Peter. He said, because I am going to lay down my life. That's the power of the good shepherd. That's the power of the good shepherd that we know as our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. He bought my soul. He bought your soul. He bought the souls of a whole world on the hill called Calvary. And because of that, if we have any insecurities, it's our fault. Amen? Because we don't trust the power of the picture that Jesus paints for us, of the priorities that he says, I will protect you and take care of you. We don't understand that, friends. Our problem is we don't trust the shepherd. Everything that I have, everything that I need, everything that I want, if I need that peace, I haven't. Why? Read first Psalm 23. The Lord is what? My shepherd. My shepherd. You and I, my friends, have a shepherd. That's great, isn't it? But we have one that's good. That takes us to where we need to go. And protects us along the journey. If you ever have any doubt, any, any insecurity about the commitment that Jesus gave to us, just take a look at the cross. Take a look at the cross. My friends, grab a hold of this today. He knows your name. And then we need to ask the question, do I know his name? Amen? Let's pray. God, thank you. Thank you so much for this message again today that you are. You are not just a shepherd, but you are the good shepherd who protects, who gives us security knows our name. And if we don't know that today, help us to solve that problem and find you in our hearts as the good shepherd. We pray this in your son's name today.
And all God's children said, Amen. Amen. Let's stand and sing. Um, we're going to sing this hymn one more time.